Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Just do it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. All right. Gangster's Paradise. I mean, a great beat. And it was a huge song. R.I.P. Coolio. <laughs> it made me think of... <laughs> I don't mean to laugh. I'm not laughing at Coolio's death, but I, he passed earlier in the season, and I was doing... Um, <laughs> I was doing Thursday Night Football with Kim Jones. Shout out to Kim Jones. She uh, is no longer on WFAN, but... Always a part of them. It was great working with her. And she's a couple years older than I am. And we had Richie James as our first guest. And I think Coolio had just passed. And maybe she was at practice and heard them playing a couple Coolio tracks to honor him. So we had Richie James on. And, uh, he, you know, he didn't have too many words for us. He was all right. And I think we were just kind of reaching for questions and things to ask him. And she asked him about Coolio. And I don't think he even really knew who Coolio was. He's young. He probably missed the, like, early 90s Coolio era. Uh, era. But, yeah, Kim was like, yeah, so, like, you know, um, you're like, what do you think about them playing Coolio and, like, you know, all the Coolios? Like, what was your favorite Coolio track? And yeah, he just had nothing for us. And afterwards, I said to Kim, I'm like, I think he's too young. Like, I don't – like, I, I was a kid – when Coolio was really killing it and Richie James is 27, I'm like, nah, he was born in 95. Coolio was popping in 95. He wasn't listening to... I think that's when Dangerous Minds came out, was probably the mid-90s. He, yeah, he he missed all that. And, and he's also from, like, Tennessee. No, he's from Sarasota, Florida, but he went to... Uh, well, to be school at middle tennessee so i mean either he either he didn't really care to talk about that didn't know about that it just made me laugh at the fact that like kim and i uh were asking him about that and it was the week that coolio had passed and supposedly the giants were playing his music at practice and richie james was just like yeah i don't know guess you could uh <laughs> tough to maybe could ask him about catching a ball holding on to one for once uh richie james i mean this is a kid he that had a few big drops in Minnesota, man. Yeah, yeah, but he's like, this kid is, he shouldn't be where he is. But he is, so you have to make the most of an opportunity, right? Yeah, but he he's coming out of Middle Tennessee. 
He was a seventh round pick, 240 overall. He's small. He's 5'9, about 180 pounds. Like he's, I don't know. Isaiah Hodgins is is a similar, you know, story. But he's a big guy. He's he should be there. Like he's Isaiah Hodgins. Let's see how how what what his size is. Pause. Uh let's see how tall. He's 6'4. He's 201 pounds. So like he fits more. And uh, when I see Richie James, he's an overachiever. Like, uh, he just, you know, no one expected him to be there. Like, you know, Oregon State produces more NFL guys than Middle Tennessee State. But, yeah, Richie James, I just think he's uh, he's not supposed to be as relied on as the Giants rely on him, as much as the Giants rely on him, even having him as the punt returner. Look at the mess that made. Um, he dropped two punts out in Seattle. Jets. Well, that was because Dable had um, what was it Jackson? Dory Jackson. Dory Jackson, and I got him. But that's and that, what I'm was, that was one that's of the, the mistakes Dable made. That's the mess that it made. Yes, Richie James. He he fumbles two punts, loses two punts. He's concussed, and he has to miss some time. So then you start looking around for other punt returners, and you're already light on the on the roster as far as talent goes. And you end up losing a Dory Jackson, putting him in harm's way. Yeah, that's football. But at the same time, a Dory Jackson, you don't want on special teams. You want him being a cover corner. And when is he coming back? That's a good transition into the Giants talk. He's got to be on the mend. He's got. He's making progress with a chance to return against the Colts this week. What about Xavier McKinney? Like, if the Giants can get these guys back for... The Eagles game, playoffs, playoffs, like they are a different team. Week 17, he's unlikely. But I don't know, at least they're trending in the right direction. The Giants, if they can get these two guys back, they have a different secondary, and that gives them a different advantage with their defense being more whole. But yeah, Uh, call me up if you'd like to talk about the Giants' chances. Call me up if you'd like to talk about the Jets' Chances. We're looking forward, not backwards anymore, right? So no need to go back to Richie James's fumbles. No need to go back to Zach Wilson's struggles. It is a curious case, and I and you know I don't want to talk about it anymore because I feel like we've exhausted the Zach Wilson conversation on the fan. But there's blame to go all around, from Douglas to Sala to his quarterback coach, to LaFleur. Like, there's blame to go all around. You guys drafted this kid out of BYU in a COVID year where it was a weird year for college football, for NFL. It was just weird, and you all knew it. And he barely played against anybody, and he played in games with no fans and stuff. So you take that kid, and then you put him on the main stage in New York. I don't know. I think I don't think there was, you know, I, I think there was a lot of people that were skeptical of that. There wasn't as many people saying, yeah, this is a surefire, gonna-work thing. And when you look at Trevor Lawrence, like Trevor Lawrence was playing in the national championship. He was playing in the college football playoff. He was playing in the ACC against NFL players, future NFL players. Uh, With Zach Wilson, I feel like we could have seen this coming. As soon as they defaulted into the second pick and not getting Trevor Lawrence when they desperately needed a quarterback, it is what it is. But they also could have taken... Trey Lance or Mac Jones or Justin Fields or Davis Mills or don't you bring, know don't bring Mac into this. Mac is hot garbage too. So. Yeah, but he would have been better than Zach here. I don't know about that. He played at Alabama. I don't. 
Mac, we, we don't know what Mac is right now. I think what uh, Mac is right now is a kid that's frustrated in year two that lost Josh McDaniel. So he's looking at Matt Patricia. Intentionally and trying Joe to take Judge, out Eli Apple. And he's knees. like, these. Yeah, well, he's, I mean, he's he, he's like a Grayson Allen type. He, I look at Mac Jones as mm-hmm. like, he's not that athletic. He's not that fast. So, like, he, he does the little nasty things, dirty things to try and yep. survive out there. And the Jets should have had Trevor Lawrence. And they won that stupid game in L.A. Yeah, I'll never get over that now. Dogs. I thought it was. I thought it wasn't going to be that big of a deal. I remember watching that and being like, "Stupid Greg Williams after the game was zero blitzing everyone." Blah blah blah. Because he didn't give a. Him and Gates didn't give a. Crap. When I say there's blame to go all around, blame the previous regime. Blame Gates and them too. There's blame to go all around, Jets fans. So I understand. Oh, the pain. Like what a name for a podcast, Joe B. <laughs> They better put Joe B in the uh, fan ring, uh, the Hall of Fame for fans at, at at Jet Life Stadium. That better be that better be opening day next year. Put Joe B in there. All right, now we can hit the phones. Let's go to Harlem. Jarvis is on the fan. What's up, bro? What's up, Keith? You know, now I'm in here watching the Islanders a little bit. Four one on Pittsburgh, holding it down over there. At UBS second uh, right. period coming to an end. I got to check on the Rangers. I was watching the Knicks. But uh, I don't know about the Knicks' chances without Brunson and without RJ tonight. Luka is, is already doing some Luka-type things. But, yeah, what do you got for us? Uh, well, yeah, like you say about Joe, Joe Beningo, he's like the, you know, like the biggest negative Jeff fan in the world because, you, know, you know, that's the type of fan that he is. You know, he's just negative. He's, he's gone through you decades know, of pain. He can, he can recall yeah. decades of it. All right, it's just, it's just that's the type. That's who he is as a sportsman. But anyway, but um, I want to talk about the Jets and the, you know, the Zach Wilson and the Mike White situation. Uh, yeah, I know Mike White is coming back in the weekend against the Seattle. The next two games, they they have a shot to make his plans. But you know, like, I mean, just because Mike White is going to come back, what what gives you any confidence they're going to win in Seattle? When last week they scored three points the whole quarter against Jacksonville. And, I mean, what ding, makes ding, you think ding, they ding, have ding. a bounce Yep, this, here's a Jets fan on the line, folks. I'm glad you mentioned that. I think we do this a lot, too. Oh, so you're saying there's a chance, and we assume that they're going to beat the Seahawks. We assume that they're going to beat the Dolphins. Well, bro hasn't played in a couple weeks. He's going to have some tender ribs. And like you just said, their offense had Chris Streveler getting them anything. Before that, they right. couldn't get a first down. They looked cooked. Mm-hmm. They were done. They they only put up three after Quinn and Williams with a individual effort, strip, sack, fumble recovery, like they were right there. They should have punched it in. Why do we assume that uh, this offensive coordinator is going to go out to Washington against the twelfth man, where you're going to need to run the ball? Exactly. It's going to be a tough one. It's so yeah. loud, crowd noise, noise. I mean, like, but but Mike White got one good game against the Chicago Bears team that stinks. That's not a good team. They're not like the eighty-five. Defense bear team. They're not some juggernaut. They're not a good team. Yep. Like like everybody want to throw a parade for that. Like give me a break. Huh? Yeah. Come you're on, a Jets guys. fan. I, I can hear it in your voice. You've been going through it for a while. You sound like you might already be checked out on the small chance. I mean, I mean the season's over. The season's over. <laughs> it's over. With the next two games, I mean, it, it's done. It's over. But like, as a radio now. host, I got to come in positive. I know the audience has a ton of Jets fans. That are holding out hope. But, yes, the reality, same way I'm talking to Paulie, like, yeah, if they win yeah, a World like Series, the, like if they, they win a World Series, well, what if they don't? Like, what if the Jets 
What if the Jets get a loss from the Patriots but don't handle business this weekend? Then it is over. Yeah, yeah, like the like the weekend, like um, like the weekend, like oh, they got some, like the Jets got that Christmas wish because the 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 Dolphins lost to the Packers on the weekend. The Cincinnati Bengals beat the Patriots on the weekend, and, and then Joe Benning is like, oh, they got their Christmas wish. Oh, the Jets gonna oh have a shot to win the next two games. Like, I mean, they, just because they got their Christmas wish because the Dolphins lost and the Patriots lost. That means the Jets have a shot to make the playoffs. I just don't really see it. I mean, the Dolphins, uh, the Chargers won last night, so they got to clinch the players. I think the Dolphins win the next two games. I think they beat the Patriots and the Jets. With, so with Teddy Bridgewater? With, with Teddy, you think the Dolphins figure it out? I'm not sure, but, but I mean. Uh, Teddy's better than Mike game, White. <laughs> well, you know, we'll see. We'll see. But, uh, you know, but uh, we'll we see about the next two games. But, uh, yeah. Thanks for the call, bro. Appreciate it. That's that's real talk from a Jets fan, right? That's a Jets fan listening to the program saying, wait, wait, wait. There's no guarantee that we waltz into Seattle on the road and beat Geno Smith and Pete Carroll. You're going to have to run the football out there. And uh, you're going to have to play mistake-free football out there. And the Jets are on a skid. They lose to the Jaguars. They lose to the Lions. They lose to the Bills. They lose to the Vikings. And... Mike White doesn't guarantee you victory. It's it is it is somewhat of a present. I understand Joe B saying it's a Christmas gift because the gift is that you don't have to watch Zach Wilson the rest of the season. It's torture. That is pain. I tried to give the kid the benefit of the doubt. I, I thought he was gonna build on what he did against the Lions at home. You get another game at home in a short week. He erased the good that he did against Detroit. It's like it never happened. And it also happened in a loss. Jets defense gave up that game. But nobody cares. All the fault goes on the quarterback. That's just how football is set up. Now, Mike White, hopefully he holds up. Or you're going to be watching Joe Flacco. And it's not a guarantee that you go to Seattle where they have a great environment. And Seattle is fighting to be in it as well. They need this game too. They're not going to lay down. So... Mike White better be sturdy. He better be ready to hold up. And the Jets' defense better get back to playing the way they did the first 12 weeks of the season. And those coaches better be ready to game plan and prepare for another team that's fighting to get in the playoffs like them. And that actually has a better shot than them. The Seahawks have been on a little bit of a free fall, but they've got talent. When we're talking about like talent versus talent, I'm interested to see Tyler Lockett and Metcalf versus... Reed and Sauce Gardner. Let's see it. It's it's the NFL. Anything can happen. But yeah, I'm glad we had a Jets fan coming with a little dose of reality as far as uh, you know, saying that Mike White doesn't guarantee them a win. He beat the Bears. I was saying that weeks ago. Like he wasn't able to beat the Vikings. He wasn't able to beat the Bills. Zach White probably or Zach Wilson, Zach White now I've, I've Fuse them together. <laughs> Zach Wilson probably beats the Bears. And I think they knew that, right? <laughs> and they knew, hey, if we let this kid go out there and beat the worst team we're going to face, then we're stuck with him the rest of the way. They had to go to Mike White that game, and it worked out. But then, like, Mike White hasn't gotten another win. So there's no quality win. Zach, They won quality games with Zach Wilson, but the biggest reason they won those games because they had Brees Hall, who was literally breaking games open. Last week, Geno Smith was 25 of 40 for 215 yards and a touchdown against the Chiefs on the road. 
the problem is going to be Kenneth Walker. That's why I say you got to run the football. Kenneth Walker, he missed a few weeks, but he's a rookie, so I guess those you know few weeks was you know him uh, hitting his rookie wall. But he he's ready to go. He had 26 carries for 107 yards, and he is a yards after contact guy. So if the Jets defense doesn't come to play and hit and wrap up and make tackles, this kid is taking it to the house. It's not going to be all on Geno Smith. But then you do have to deal with DK Metcalf. He's a beast. He had seven catches for 81 yards this past weekend. And uh, we'll see if we'll see if Lockett is good to go. Marquise Goodwin went down last week. But it doesn't matter. They they will be at home. They are fighting for their playoff lives. Pete Carroll is a good coach. Geno Smith is going to have a little bit of a chip on his shoulder facing the team that drafted him, of course. And we'll see how it all plays out. They, their defense isn't that shabby either. They've got some some good rookies over there. They've got uh, a couple good players on on that Seahawks defense. Uh, the two rookies I'm thinking of are, are Kobe Bryant and uh, Kobe spelled C-O-B-Y, kid out of Cincinnati that Sauce Gardner is friends with, and then Tariq Woolen. So it's not going to be a guarantee that they just lay you know lay down and, and the Jets roll over them on the road. It could be the, the end of the Jets season with Mike White there. What are you thinking, Paulie? You know what I was thinking, and I, and again, I actually think um, who uh, was it? Jarvis, I believe, was from Manhattan, from Harlem. Yep, uh, he's right. I think the odds are that the Jets aren't a playoff team, but they're still in the mix, which is which we hold is on why to that. we are on the radio. Right, you hold you hold on to the fact that they're still next week, and right. we're talking about if them they, potentially winning. If the Jets win two games and the Patriots lose one, that's it. We're in. So which they will probably lose to the Bills if they don't lose um, this week coming up. But it's funny how you how they're facing Seattle, and you mentioned the, the former the quarterback of Seattle, which is Geno Smith. And I wonder if Geno Smith would make sense for the Jets next year. No, I can't do it, man. You can't put these fans through that. They already suffered through this but season with Zach Wilson. If Geno Smith is on the team this season, they're in the playoffs already. Yeah, but like, there's no reason to go backwards. And I said, it's not. It's not get an NFL quarterback that has started some games. Sure, Geno, but Gino. like. Nah, they already drafted him, failed. There's no reason to go backwards. You could, it, but you, you're allowed to, to evaluate money new talent. versus a Jimmy G or nah, like nah. Gino find a place. I think Gino stays in Seattle. He might. I'm just saying. I'm floating that as an idea. Would Jets fans be? Okay? I wonder nope. if Jets fans would be okay with having Gino on the team next nope. year. Nope. Because what if Gino comes back to New York and turns back into a pumpkin? What if he's trash again? Well, I don't. Like, it wasn't. It wasn't like he was MVP this like, well, year. What, what, what if we get hit by an asteroid tomorrow? I don't know. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't, but, <laughs> but one is far more likely than the other. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know. Why bother? I'd rather watch somebody else fail than a guy that's already failed here. That's the thing. It's deja vu. It's too much of deja vu. And like, when have we seen reunions like that work out? I don't know. I don't feel like thinking through like. When somebody's come back to a team and it's it's worked out, like I don't know, Albert Pujols coming back to the Cardinals. Well, they got bounced in the wild card round, but it worked out for him to get his record. No, the Jets, the Jets are ready to win, right? The Jets have a defense, and next year they're gonna have a healthy Brees Hall, and who knows who they're gonna hit on in the draft after the draft they just had. You need a quarterback that has been there, done that. You need a guy that is not going to be flustered. You need a guy that's ready to go. Oh, speaking of quarterbacks, I wanted to return to the conversation about Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield's probably out of there. He wants to make a home in L.A. 
But supposedly, I was reading about Stafford. He went on his wife's podcast, the morning after podcast, and he shut down any notion that he was going to retire. So I, I went and looked for his contract. He signed a new contract with the Rams last year for four years. He's still got three more years on that deal. He said he's coming back to play. So that blocks Baker Mayfield. I don't think Baker Mayfield wants to be a backup for Stafford for three more seasons. If he only had one or or two years on the deal, that'd be different. So Baker's probably out, and um, Stafford's going to be the guy. He won them a Super Bowl. Baker Mayfield could be an option here in New York. Baker Mayfield, for me, over Geno, yeah, for my what my money's worth, I would say sign up for Baker Mayfield as a Jet and not Geno Smith. I know Craig Carton, <laughs> that guy would go get the Baker Mayfield jersey. And then I think Craig said something along the lines, like, I always end up being right. Right? I think he was saying Baker to the Giants. But I'm sure there's a way to go back and find him saying Baker to New York, and then if the Jets go get Baker Mayfield and he's the quarterback for the Jets, Craig will be turned up. Keith McPherson on the fan. We're about halfway through my five-hour show. Call me up and be a part of it. 877-337-6666. I'm looking at the Knicks. It's 48-43. They're trying to find a way tonight without RJ and without Jalen Brunson. We'll talk more basketball right after this. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Your official station to talk Giants. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Hey, yo. Here we go. 
It is not Friday night. Tuesday night. Keep McPherson on the fan. Getting right back into it. Got eyes on the New York Knicks. They're holding it down right now. It's 56-47. IQ is doing all the dishing and passing, distributing the ball. Saw just now he's got 10 assists, probably more. And uh, only with 18 minutes into the game, he's got 10 assists. Someone's got to pick up the slack. So you're going to see McBride, Grimes, IQ, uh, and then Julius has got to do the scoring, I guess. Can he? I don't know. He could also shoot them out of the game. Uh, I don't know. I'm watching this game in here now, and I'm definitely going to get into some conversation around the Brooklyn Nets. We have to, folks. I know. I know. It's it's hard to process. It's hard to digest. It's hard to actually talk about the Brooklyn Nets because you want to talk about everything but the basketball, right? You want to hate on the Nets, or you don't want to talk about the Nets because you feel some type of way about them even being here. But there are Nets fans listening that have gone through it. Some of those Nets fans are also Jets fans, Mets fans, and have gone through it differently with different teams and other leagues. But for Nets fans, they were expecting KD and Kyrie to bring a championship. They both talked about it. Sean Marks talked about it, and shout out to Sean Marks. He's he's back in the circle of trust. I'm actually wearing my uh, In Marks We Trust t-shirt today, and I haven't worn that in a long time. KD, this past summer, requested a trade. And then they didn't honor the trade, and he said, I want Nash, I want Sean Marks fired. He didn't like the direction, right? I was at Media Day, and the first question they asked Kevin, they got right to it. Hey, Kevin, give us some insight on what you were thinking. What was going on this summer when you requested a trade on the first day of free agency? He said, I didn't like the direction. I didn't like the structure. I didn't like the planning and preparing in the roster, the things that the team was doing with me here, right? Of course, he's KD. You know who he is, right? That's Kevin Durant. We know what we're going to get from him. I said earlier he's climbing the charts as far as uh, all-time scoring leaders in the NBA. I've had a few nights on WFAN where I've told you this, and it's going to make more sense in 10 years, but I've told you that when it's all said and done for KD, he's going to be in that GOAT conversation, and it's not going to matter the rings. I mean, we're looking at LeBron James, who's about to walk down Kareem Abdul-Jabbar at some point, and now guys like Dirk and other people, even KD, they're talking about it. They're like, you know, KD's like, that's going to be the day. Dirk, Dirk said, hey, if... LeBron passes Kareem. I'm running out of arguments for MJ. So we very well may be seeing LeBron James, the greatest basketball player of all time, depending on who you ask. I mean, I have a hard time saying that because Jordan was the whole reason I got into the NBA and started to watch basketball. But then you have Kevin Durant here that when you take away all the Twitter nonsense and the burner accounts... And the stuff about Golden State, his move there, um, you take away him leaving Golden State to come to Brooklyn and, you know, whatever you feel about that. Like, when you take all that stuff away, we've never seen the likes of Kevin Durant in the NBA. A guy at six, or he's not, he's a seven-footer. I don't care if they say he's 6'11", like, he's seven-foot on the court, doing things that not many seven-footers ever could really do. Um, He's in line to pass... Dominique Wilkins, he'll probably pass Oscar Robertson this year. 
I mean, he could even pass Hakeem Olajuwon this year. I don't I don't know, folks. Keep an eye on Kevin Durant as he's climbing this ladder and, and Kyrie too. I understand it's tough. It's it's hard to talk about Kyrie. And honestly, I stayed away from the com- conversation around him because it's like, you know, walking through landmines. Like you got to navigate those conversations really carefully to not offend anyone, to not say the wrong thing, uh, to not, you know, take the conversation too far in one way or another. But let's keep the conversation here. Since Kyrie has been back, the Nets have been winning games, and he's played a huge role in that. And if you watched the game last night on his old floor in Cleveland where he was drafted, where he won a championship, he was comfortable. And there was a point in time in that game, late in that game, where it was the Kyrie show. Heat check, knocking down deep threes, like couldn't be stopped. He's a magician out there. And now you see him deferring. When he first got to Brooklyn, he played that first season without Kevin Durant. Remember, Kevin Durant sat out his first year in Brooklyn. He was paid, but he sat out. He was rehabbing from his Achilles. Nets fans were hoping that he'd play in the bubble. No, they are hoping that Kyrie would play in the bubble. No, Kyrie didn't even want the bubble to go on at all because of what was going on in this country in 2020 with George Floyd and Black Lives Matter protests and everything like that. But that year, when he did play for a little bit, he knew it was only him. And he said, you know, it's glaring that we need other pieces on this team. And I think Sean Marks took that as, hey, we need another superstar. James Harden becomes available, so they go all in to get James Harden. That blew up in their faces. Now we hear James Harden is open to a return to Houston if he doesn't re-sign with Philly. Okay, go quit on another team and go back to where you had the most success. You're still not going to win a ring. But here the Nets are the season after that with Ben Simmons. And so far... I'll take the version of Ben Simmons that the Nets are getting. He's going to play better. You know, he's going to get back to his old ways more and more. We're starting to see it. He's more aggressive now. I love when he's on the floor bringing the ball up and and looks certain of what he's doing. I don't mind him missing shots. He's not taking threes. He's shooting shots around the basket. And then, you know, Kyrie talking about it's glaring. They've taken gambles on players like Yuta Watanabe, who – is a, a star as far as, you know, the Japanese media. When I was looking at the Japanese media covering him at Media Day, I was just getting familiar with him and who he was. I had only known him from Anthony Edwards dunking on him and baptizing him two years ago with the Toronto Raptors. He has been a fan favorite. He has been a valuable rotation player for the Nets. TJ Warren, his foot held him out. He didn't come back until November. T.J. Warren is a guy we've seen drop 50 in the bubble. He's playing now, and he can give you 20 points off the bench where you can sit a KD, you can sit a Kyrie. They have talented guys. Royce O'Neal in his first year in Brooklyn, he's been great. Talk about the Nets needing a 3 and D wing. Well, they got one with Royce. He's knocking down threes. He's playing defense, and that's the biggest thing. I haven't seen the Nets play defense like this I don't know when when I I don't maybe ever. They're locked in. They're communicating. They're buying in. And Jacques Vaughn deserves all the credit. I don't want to hear any more about Steve Nash. And I feel like so many people made excuses for Steve Nash. But Nets fans that watched every single game were like, listen, this guy, he's he's got no experience. He's not a coach. He doesn't even know when to call timeout. Just that, right? Drastic change with Jacques Vaughn calling timeouts. 
I saw KD lost his shoe in the game. Timeout. My best player doesn't have his shoes on properly. I can waste a timeout here. It's not a waste. Uh, there was a possession where I think, I don't know, it went back and forth and they couldn't get a rhythm and uh, no one was scoring and then the ball gets to KD and he doesn't have a handle on it. Timeout. Let's talk about it. The team starts to go on an, uh, a run against the Nets. Timeout. We're not going to let them go on 8-0 runs, 10-0 runs, 12-0 runs. We're going to take a timeout and regroup. And, I, I mean, Jacques Vaughn has given the Nets the structure that KD was looking for in the summer when he requested a trade. That's why they didn't go the Ime Udoka route. They had a guy in-house who played for the Nets, who has coached for the, the Nets multiple years. He has relationships with these guys, and he has their respect. So what you're seeing now in Brooklyn is a team with two stup- superstars. You you knew that, though, right? Everybody knew that when they were coming here. Uh-oh, KD and Kyrie. But everybody wanted to talk about them being team cancers and all about themselves. Well, here it is, the fourth season, 2022-2023, the 10th year in Brooklyn, right? The last year on Kyrie's deal. Now Nets fans are dreaming of the Nets getting to the championship and winning it because that's the only way that the Nets probably re-sign Kyrie. And that's probably one of the only ways they keep KD here. I don't know how attached KD will be uh, with Kyrie this upcoming offseason. But right now, folks, we really do have to start talking about the Brooklyn Nets in the right way. We do need to look at the rest of the NBA and think about their competition in East in the East there in third place. They've won nine in a row. They've won 13 out of their last 14. And it's about basketball, nothing else right now. And Jacques Vaughn is responsible for that. When he became head coach, he asked them, please, let's keep it to basketball. And they are. And I'm a Nets fan, New Jersey Nets to Brooklyn. And I know there's Nets fans that have felt this now as this has been building to a nine-game win streak, right? Okay, you know, we had the Kyrie nonsense in the beginning of the season, and it felt like a continuation from the anti-vax stuff into the anti-Semitic stuff, and it was a headache. It was toxic. Me, myself, I went to opening night, and I haven't gone to another game. And that's not like me. I I go to the games. That's like part of my whole existence, right? I'm in the arena. I'm in the ballpark. I'll be back, but I was staying away because it was negative energy, and they were losing. They started off 1-5, and fire Steve Nash. They get the right guy to coach the team, and Jacques Vaughn, who was already there. They don't add more fuel to that negative fire by putting Ime Udoka here. Could you imagine if the Nets were winning like this with Ime Udoka, then all the conversation would be, let's find out about what really happened in Boston. No, they let him fall back. You don't ever hear his name anymore. Kyrie has come back, and yeah, he'll fire off a couple tweets here and there, but for the most part, he's keeping it to basketball. He's locked in. He's bringing his kids around. You're seeing his little son. You're seeing his daughter. Good. He's a family man. That's that's the image we want Kyrie to be putting out there. I'm a father, and I'm here to play basketball, and all of these role players, Nick Claxton, Nick Claxton this year has taken the step that the Nets and Nets fans have been waiting for. Right When you lose a Jared Allen in the James Harden trade, where's our big? Where's our center? Well, it's Nick Claxton. You just needed the kid to buy in and not be you know, uh, hanging out with James Harden and doing other miscellaneous things, getting sick, missing time, skipping summer league, not being in shape. And here we are. It took four years, right? But Rome wasn't built in a day. It took four years from 2019 to now 2023 coming up 
for the Brooklyn Nets to start looking like the team that they're supposed to be. They've been in first place before with this team. They've been at the top uh, of the East before with this team, but then they had injuries and other things. Now it's starting to look like what it's supposed to look like, and I, I do believe this is the best roster that Katie and Kyrie have had around them. This is definitely the best coach they've had, and uh, it's early, but all things point to them potentially being a top three team in the East. And if they can lock up a top seed and home court advantage, and we'll see what happens with the Sixers and Embiid and the Bucks and Giannis and Tatum and the Celtics and Donovan Mitchell and the Cavs. But I think the Nets with Katie Kyrie and this cast of veterans and, you know, um, just a, a, a bigger team that they lacked last year when they got swept by the Celtics, I think they're in, in good shape. So as a Nets fan, I'm praying for health, and I'm praying for these weeks to keep rolling and for us to get to March and then April, and then we could be showing up to Brooklyn for maybe an Eastern Conference Finals, maybe a Finals matchup. Man, I need it. I need it. All right, I got my spiel out. If you'd like more of that conversation, Look up Talking Nets. Myself and Robin Lumberg, we did go live today at Talking Nets on social media. Search Talking Nets wherever you get podcasts. If you're into the NBA, if you're into the Brooklyn Nets conversation, I put it out there so Nets fans could call up. Eyes on this Knicks game. The Knicks had an eight-game win streak. We started to get excited about the Knicks. We started to feel like they were doing what they are supposed to do. They lose three games. A tough one on Christmas. I mean, that Raptors game was tough, too, the way that played out. And I think, you know, quickly people came back down to earth on them a bit. But they should be in the bottom of the playoffs. They should be a playoff team. We'll see what happens right now. Brunson has been banged up in the last couple weeks. He's played some. He's back on the bench tonight. They're waiting on Obi Toppin to come back. You just heard RJ has a finger laceration, cut his finger open. Uh, we'll, We'll see. If they pull out this game against the Dallas Knicks, there's just so much crossover, right? with the Knicks and uh, the Dallas Mavericks from Jason Kidd to Frank to Chris Stapps when he was there, uh, Hardaway, um, Kemba Walker now is on the Mavericks. Like, the Mavericks love the Knicks. They, they'll take anybody from the Knicks. So if the Knicks are able to knock off the Mavericks tonight, that'll be good to get them going in the right direction. But let's be honest. We know what it is. The Nets like on paper, in reality, should be one of the top teams in the East. And it's starting to come together, fingers crossed, for no distractions and no injuries. Keith McPherson on the fan, 877-337-6666. We'll get back to your calls on the Jets, on the Giants, on the Mets, Carlos Correa, and then we'll start to finally mix in some NBA conversation with the Nets and the Knicks right after this. We need your second opinion. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Yo. We gonna run this town. I remember when this video came out. This was such a like epic wave. Hove, yay, re. I know the Knicks run this town, right? And I know that's part of the reason why the Nets don't get really covered the right way here, right? We get it. A hundred years of the Knicks, only ten years of the Nets being in Brooklyn, and um, the Nets kind of 
have held the Knicks accountable over these last 10 years, right? Another team in town, you have to do things a certain way. You're not the only ticket in town. You're not the only show in town. And we see that with our baseball teams, the Yankees, the Mets, this little winner rivalry that we have these last two winners of what one is spending, what the other isn't. Um, we, we see that with the Rangers, the Islanders. Islanders got their own big arena out there. Islanders fans versus Rangers fans, and even the rivalry with the Devils and the Rangers, with the Devils coming along. And, you know, it's good for there to be a rivalry. We're blessed to be in an area where you have options. You aren't just stuck to one team. And um, these kids have had options. I think you've heard me speak about little kids picking up the royal blue hat because of Steve Cohen and the Make It Happen Mets. I've, you know, put things out there for Hal Steinbrenner and Brian Cashman like, hey, you have to sign Aaron Judge. He is these kids, Derek Jeter. He is their version of the Yankees. They don't remember the years before. You have to do things like that. And now with the with the Nets being here for 10 years, right, there's kids that were 11 years old when the Nets came to town, and now they're 21. Now they can pull up to Barclays Center on their own with their own dime on their own time and go root for the Nets. I mean, even, you know, younger than that, um, there's a lot of young kids that have chosen to be Nets fans that have gone the other way because there is another team in town that was going to the playoffs more than the Knicks. Uh, another team in town that has attracted Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. It's been four years now, right? When we get to July of 2023, it'll be four years since the clean sweep. But, like, it's been some time. These kids have, have decided. And, I mean, if KD can win a, a, a championship, all we need is one. They'll put a statue out in front of Barclays Center of, of KD. I would love to see KD retire as a net. I would love to see the narrative change in New York around the Nets. I know people forget about Julius Irving in the New York Nets, ABA, right? I know people like to treat New Jersey like the, uh, you know, little brother, second-class citizen, but we're just the west side. Like, we're really just, we're right here. You know, when you grow up in Jersey, definitely North Jersey, um, South Jersey is pretty much Philly, but if you grow up in North Jersey, if you grow up in the middle of Jersey, even the north part of the Jersey Shore, you always are going to New York City. And it's just part of it, right? Uh, half of this workforce is commuting in. Even tonight, I'm driving in. I'm sitting in traffic for 40 minutes. I live 15 minutes away, but it took about 45 minutes to get to work. There's a ton of traffic coming in from New Jersey. So when they moved the New Jersey Nets, I was upset about it. But I understood that the vision was to get to where we are now with the Brooklyn Nets. They have top players. They have some top role players. They have a chance here to compete in this NBA. And it's not its not too far to think about um, the Nets making a run in the playoffs if they stay healthy, if they secure a top seed. There's, it's not too far to think about the Nets potentially making a run to the finals. They're, that's all they're talking about. That's all the focus has ever been. You don't you don't bring KD and Kyrie here as free agents to uh, get you know knocked out of the playoffs by Giannis, and then Giannis goes on to win his championship, which I think will be his only one for a little while. I don't think that team is good enough around him to win a championship this year. And once you stop Giannis, it's like 
Uh, he needs Middleton out there. Um, Drew Holiday. I'm just as a Nets fan. I'm just looking forward to them staying healthy, staying locked in. They're not being distra- distractions, and hopefully, Nets fans get what they have been waiting for, which is a long playoff run. We you, we got there a little bit in 2021. Everybody remembers KD's toe being on the line, and there's something up with that too. I meant to say that the other night. KD in these shoes, man. Does he wear a size too big? His shoes coming off during the game, and all Nets fans have PTSD over, you know that that foot being on the line. I have a video on Twitter that did thousands and thousands of views. It's me watching that happen in real time. I'm looking up at the screen, and I knew it wasn't. Everyone's celebrating. The lights going off three-pointer. I just knew because I'm a Nets fan. That part of me is not like the Yankee fan in me, and also not like the Cowboy fan in me. The part of me as a Nets fan is I'm I'm not expecting it to work out ever. (laughs) I've seen it fail. I've seen some ridiculous Nets things and stories and situations. Go back to last year. Go back to, you know, the trade, uh, Kyrie. Well, one guy on the Nets isn't vaccinated. I wonder who. You know, we've been through it. We've seen it. The Dwight Mayor. Uh, we thought we were going to get mellow. Uh, I don't know. There's just so many different things over the years with the Nets. I thought they were going to draft Kobe. Kobe said he thought he was going to be a Net. There's just so many things with the Nets over the years that you're hoping now it finally comes together. In 2023, they stay healthy with so much on the line, right? They get it done. They actually get to the finals and potentially win it. And I think if you put Katie and Kyrie in another finals at the age that they're at, they have experience there. They know what type of basketball you got to play, what level of competition you got to play. I think they got a great shot. So fingers crossed, folks. And I know that might be hard to stomach as a Knicks fan, but if you're a New Yorker and a lot of New Yorkers call the fan and they say, I root for New York, I am rooting for there to be a parade. And I guarantee you if it's a Nets parade and they say, no one cares about the Nets. There's no Nets fans. I bet you there'd be a bunch of us partying and celebrating a championship coming back to this city. The parade will start somewhere. I don't know. Maybe it'll be different. Maybe it'll be in Brooklyn somewhere, which would be even cooler. It'd be a little variation, a little you know different kind of p- parade. I don't know. Keith McPherson on the fan. I'm going to get to your calls, but I didn't want to give you, uh, you know, a quick amount of time. We're going to reset here. Going into the 10 o'clock hour, we've got two more hours to talk all around our teams and the topics and the news and the debates and everything else. Let's get there. Okay, we're going to go to another break, and update, and we're doing that right now. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. 
And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing, no hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.